Hey guys, here we are, Quiggin' Out MMA Podcast Episode 2. Today we're going to be joined by former UFC title challenger and all-around funny guy, interesting guy, Uncle Creepy himself, Ian McCall. Stay tuned. Alright guys, here we are with Episode 2 of the Quiggin' Out MMA Podcast. As you can see, my co-host for the day, Uncle Creepy himself, Ian McCall. How are you handling all this corona stuff, man? <laughs> I'm really enjoying this this whole thing. I've got a big backyard and a pool and a vineyard back there. And, <clears throat> you know, some, some a nice, you know, there's a lot of us in this house. Uh, my girlfriend, my daughter, myself, her three of her four kids are here. So, it's, oh, uh, you know, we're, we're, and they're all grown up too. I'm the smallest person in the house. <laughs> I mean, London's, London's probably going to outgrow you too. So. Okay, well, she, yeah, but she's... That's by default. She is uh, the smallest person in the house. She's only eight. <laughs> I well, can't believe she's eight already. Yeah, my, my girlfriend is 5'11 with no shoes on. Mm. Her daughter's 5'10. Her 21-year-old, her 15-year-old is 5'10. The 21-year-old is 6'5. And the 24-year-old is 6'3. Jeez. Um, so I am by far the smallest person in the house. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh, my little shoes at the bottom of the stairs. So cute. What did, what did the poster say? Five six. Yeah, all right. It, the internet says I'm five five. <laughs> well, listen. Lesnar goes from being six foot one to six foot six, depending on who he's fighting. You know, when he was in the UFC. So. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I think he's six four, but when he fought Overeem, they had him build a six five, six six, just so it looked like they were closer than they were, and they just positioned the pictures just right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I work from home already. <clears throat> I literally come out here to, you know, I sit in my fire pit and I smoke joints and I, because this is where I, this is where I work from every day. I mean, it looks like a terrible place to work. Um, but I work from home. My daughter's homeschooled, <clears throat> so this transition is super easy. We just don't leave as much, you know. Really, we don't leave at all, mm-hmm. especially uh, the kids. I, if anyone's gonna leave, it's gonna be me. You know, usually to go get supplies. Um, but, you know, we're taking it serious. We're not, like, I have some really good friends who are super conspiracy theorists. I mean, they're smart, educated, mm-hmm. successful people who, um, God, two really good friends of mine think the earth is flat. Like, seriously. Seriously. And I... I, I no way. Them, yeah, well, I was giving advice at our office the other day. And uh, I, I said some of uh, this woman... Ask me a question because I, I, you know, I, I, I educate in health and wellness around the planet, mm-hmm. and so I kind of know what I'm talking about. Uh, and I'm just telling her things about, you know, about what how to build her immune system and whatnot. And uh, we're talking about Corona, and, and they started laughing about Corona, how it's not real, and it went right into like conspiracy theory shit. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa listen, hey, you guys, I love you, like brothers. Like, they're two really good friends and business partners of mine. <laughs> I go, but I can't, I can't do this right now. I can't argue with you about this. Like, what do you mean? I'm like, you guys think the earth is flat. I, you, you guys are, I'm oh, so frustrating. Like, you guys are so on the on point about so many things. And then that comes up and I'm like, I'm done. I'm out. So mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't argue with you about this. Uh, coronavirus is real, whether, whether that's the name of it or not. It is killing people, just like the real flu or 
fucking a lot of other stuff. Mm-hmm. But this this specific thing just found a, a hole in our immune system, and it's taking advantage. Yeah. It's all it's doing. Um, and we, we, we haven't built up our immune systems properly at all. You know, everyone hears about the, the microbiome, the, the bacteria in our, in our body, you know, the gut. Uh, the gut biome, how that's related to the brain, really realizing how important that is. Uh, and, you know, you, know you, you, you people try and build that, and they do it somewhat successfully, it seems. I mean, you know, if, you, if, you, if you take the measures I do, prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes, <laughs> eating the right foods, you know, working out, sauna, and just being as healthy as possible, uh, then you know, yeah, you can build your, your gut biome back after you take antibiotics and stuff like that. If you even take, I don't, I won't take that stuff, but I have, you know, before. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also something called the mycobiome, M-Y-C-O, the mycological biome, the fungal body uh, that's inside of us. And when you take those antibiotics, you're killing off a lot of that fungus as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, you you have to replenish it. Or you have to just build it because <clears throat> you'll lose it as you if you don't use it you lose it you know you get older it goes away like most things your body's deteriorating that's what happens mm-hmm. especially now I'm I'm, I'm at the, the professor that was what I call my girlfriend <clears throat> she's a she's a professor at UCLA and been a scientist for 25 years uh, you know she she when we first met she talked about me started to deteriorate now because of my age she's like well we were talking about stuff and she's like well yeah this is the point and she she made made it sound much more eloquent than I am. But uh, just how I am, I, I'm at 35. Like, it's only downhill from here. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> this is going to be hard. Um, but anyway, so b- back to the fungal biome. You have inside of different kinds of mushrooms, you have in, you have so many amazing immunity properties. Okay? And the very first thing I should say, and everyone should just listen and take them because of this, antiviral properties. They have, a, they have actual antiviral properties. They're, they help build your immune system. They have something things called polysaccharides, mm-hmm. beta glucans, and they help you know help protect your cells and you know those little arms on the fucking coronavirus. They help you know help those not bond to your other cells and, and you know they, they build your immune system. They help strengthen the walls of it. Uh, a bunch of other stuff that I'm sure I've heard and don't remember. <laughs> but uh, you know I, I, I surround myself with high with very smart individuals. I, I, who I took with, who I hang out with, who I live with, who I wake up next to every day. So it's super nice. So it's nice. But, um, you know, you have to educate yourself. And I've done that through, not just this relationship, but, you know, through my life. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. I, I, I get obsessive over stuff. Um, but also, in mushrooms, you have, you know, antifungal, antiviral, antibacterial, uh, some antiseptic qualities, I think. You have trace minerals and trace elements. You have, a good protein source, other vitamins, stuff like that. I mean, these are vitamin, a lot of vitamin D. I mean, these are really, really, really good supplements that we should take. And I, I don't, I don't take other supplements. Like, I don't take a multivitamin. I don't take uh, really anything else uh, besides mushroom supplements. Mm-hmm. I work with a company called called Life Cycle. It's spelled like the, the, the Danish way. It's a S or so C Y K E L. Uh, Life Cycle, and they have the the highest standard of, of Mycology or mushroom supplements I've seen on the market. Okay. I mean, they're 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 obsessive like I am. Just say they good, make good place to be. Then. Yeah, and, and they're getting from what they've you know their tests have shown 
they are getting the same sort of results just from their products because of the way they're extracted and the entourage effect of all the chemicals in them. Um, they're getting the same sort of results as actual microdosing without the psilocybin, without the, without the magic chemical. Okay. And that's pretty crazy. And I take them every day. My daughter takes them. My the whole family, everyone takes them. And my that's around. Um, and I see it. These are really, really incredible things. Sure, I microdose a lot. My girlfriend microdoses a lot, but we're different. Yeah. You know, women, you have experience. Uh, yeah, well, you don't feel it. I mean, but you know, it's it's just a <clears throat> that helps with something called epigenetic neurogenesis. Uh, epigenetic neurogenesis. Uh, it's a big <laughs> word. You know, I've been learning lots of big words since my retirement, and uh, well, you haven't been getting hit in the head anymore, so you know. Yeah, I, I can remember said big words. You know, so. You, the, the, the neurogenesis is the actual healing of the brain. It's the healing of the receptor sites, neural pathways, new neural pathways are being built. Um, I mean, the, the, you can actually fix CTE and TBI. And, and that's obviously something very close and personal to you, you know, yeah, given what you used I to do. Tons of it. <laughs> I mean, you, you've known me for long enough where you've seen how bad it got for a while. Like, I was a fucking mess, you know? Yeah, it's been... It's been almost a decade. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I I just, uh, I was not doing good when I retired. <clears throat> and I know I needed it to heal myself. And I just looked at my daughter. She's everything to me. And I was like, I, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I have to get off. You know, I was addicted to painkillers for 20 years. <clears throat> um, you know, the, the one time I became sober, I became the best on the planet. That was a shocker. But... You know, after fighting, I was just like, I, I have to get better. And I, I went through all the process, uh, all the education stuff I had to do on my own. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I was started microdosing a couple years ago, two and a half years ago, I think. Um, and I, I saw an astonishing change in myself. Other people see it. They see just in how I am as a person. I mean, you have... So through that healing of the brain, your um, you know the amyloid plaque that builds up on our brain, our brains when we you know, get CT, that's where, where it comes from, um, is that that the, the scar tissue, you know, blocking our receptors, and <clears throat> you you know we see people being crazy impulsive, um, uh, they're addicted to everything, you know, either they would need need a dopamine response out of their brain, that's what they're looking for. So whether it was you know like me, it was chasing partying and women and drugs and more women um, and, and just and craziness like mm-hmm. I got off on craziness mm-hmm. it, was, it was it was jumping out of planes and fucking doing just wild ass shit uh, and you know we uh, it, it was it was life's been really crazy you know that mm-hmm. uh, but I had to fix myself and I pulled it off so I, I did the microdosing. I also take a lot of peptides. Um, I've been biohacking for, you know, since I retired because that's, I knew I could fix myself that way. Or I figured mm-hmm. I could do a lot better. You know, uh, listening to people like Dr. Mark Gordon, uh, talking to him uh, about uh, hormone therapy for him fixing like guys with CTE and from vets, you know, and, and, and athletes uh, with hormone supplementation. Mm-hmm. And I also have some very smart individuals in my life who are biochemists and they own a peptide lab called Pixis here in Irvine. <clears throat> I think it's in Placentia now, actually. Um, and they make, they gave me a bunch of peptides to help me get off of 
opiates with mm-hmm. my microdose. And I was like, hey, what else do you guys got? This shit's incredible. Like, oh, <laughs> we've, got, we've got tough stuff. And I was retired. I don't care. Uh, <clears throat> and I'd already started taking a, supplementing in my testosterone. You know, just, just makes it, that, that will make you feel way better. Because mm-hmm. when you have brain damage, you are CTE. You, your, the hormone production in your brain, specifically testosterone, is, is fucked up. Mm-hmm. So I already knew that. So I started taking that. And then I got with these guys, and they're like, oh, we make testosterone that's you know, this way, and this works better, and I did my reading on it. <clears throat> so, I mean, they make endotestosterone, they make, like, growth hormone, and IGF-1, and I'm like, fuck, I'm retired, let me try this stuff. I mean, I put on 30 pounds of muscle in, Jeez. since I retired. Jack, like, 8% body fat. And, like, yeah, I, I take stuff, but they're, I can't. Yeah. I don't give a fuck, you know, I'm, I'm healing my body. I took a bunch of BPC-157 or a BPC blend, which is body protection compound. Uh, the brain peptide B and F, uh, brain-derived neutrophic factor with NAD+, which is nicotinicide, something, something or other. <laughs> but, uh, and they, like I said, they, they have, I mean, they, they have stuff for all kinds of stuff, like crazy shit you can take. And it's uh, epimorlin and all these other certain peptides you have to be into. But um, I've, you know, I, I have barely any, any, arthritis now also that's that's amazing given your track record and everything you've been through in your life i mean you've been oh, fighting yeah. forever yeah and man i uh i fixed my brain first mm-hmm. but i also fixed my body uh, shortly after that was a big part of me you know lifting weights for you know for vanity mm-hmm. i'm not gonna lie like i started lifting weights for the first time in my life just to look good i ended up looking like a personal trainer <laughs> 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 but whatever a chick's dig it my girlfriend loves it so, sure, of course. So, fuck you, you I mean, I have to lift weights and don't touch me more? Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. You know? Well, and, and everything that you're talking about as far as the repair of the brain, you know, the actual, you know, did you actually get a CTE diagnosis or is it just had all the symptoms no, of it? No, I'm just not stupid. I don't listen to doctors. Most of them are just, you know, they don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's crazy because these people go into something and, they just read these books and they don't, they have, they just have no life experience, you know? And, uh, and they're so set in their ways most of the time where I'm like, you guys need to chill out. Like, like my daughter had, uh, you know, juvenile rheumatoid, juvenile rheumatoid arthritis at two and a half. Mm-hmm. And I bought a fucking cryo machine because of it. Yeah. I remember when you bought it. And they were like, what? You, you did what? And I was like, I, you've never heard of this? Like, no, I'm like, you're a, rheum- you're a rheumatologist and you don't fucking... You've never heard of cryotherapy. I was like, shame on you. And, and they, they treated me like it was a bunch of young doctors at an amazing hospital. And I don't want to poo poo them because they helped me. Um, but whatever, whatever. In the end, I, I took my daughter out of the hospital and took her off the medicine they were trying to give her. They gave her methotrexate. It's a chemotherapy drug. Holy crap. Wow, no. Painkillers and anti inflammatory stuff. At like, two. And yeah, two and a half years old. So I, can, I reverted to my knowledge in cannabis. And the fact that I've sold weed my whole life, um, you know, I I knew that you know cannabis oil, Rick Simpson oil specifically, is, is extremely strong, um, but it, it fixes this sort of stuff. Now, actually, you know what, man? Charlotte Figgy, the young lady that was on the documentary with Dr. Sanjay Gupta mm-hmm. on CNN, uh, she just passed away. So I want to say, mm-hmm. um, you know, just a little moment for her because this little girl and I was just in Colorado doing a ceremony with Rashad actually uh, and the people at Unlimited Sciences is the company that I work with 
in all this psychedelic stuff. Uh, and we were with another one of the owners of, of Charlotte's Web. So Charlotte is the, the face of Charlotte's Web. Mm-hmm. She was the little girl on that episode where I had already knew what I was doing was right. But when I saw that and like my ex-girlfriend, she's like, why are we not doing this for, for London? You know, and I was like, uh, I already am. <laughs> and, uh, you know, to get your little kid, your two, your three-year-old, your four-year-old, uh, high and stoned out of her fucking mind is 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 kind of funny but kind of not mm-hmm. you know like it's harmless you see a little kid at dinner just going <laughs> just giggling over nothing you know? <laughs> eating, and eating tons of food and you know her diet was, was crazy perfect back then. she was just absorbing so much good stuff uh, but anyways that, that was my rant on doctors because I, I was able to fix my daughter without them without without modern medicine you know, it was diet, exercise, and things like cannabis oil and other other vitamins and supplements and stuff. And, and uh, I so my, this my, the path that I'm on has been it happened a long time ago. Um, but then happened with myself. You know, I said, "Fuck, I, I fixed my kid. I know I can fix myself." And, and, and I started doing the microdose. I started doing the research, uh, and and just became obsessive. Now there was a point where I was out. You know, being me, party boy in L.A. and, you know, all over California and uh, just indiscriminately giving out, you know, psychedelics, uh, just partying, you know, just having fun. Like, I don't I don't I don't like to drink, um, you know, I don't do drugs like those sort of drugs anymore, uh, you know, which and, which I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. That's amazing. Because yeah, I'll never forget the the Christmas phone call I got from you. <laughs> And I think you were at Seth MacFarlane's house. Oh, yeah. We were, <laughs> yeah, we were at Seth MacFarlane's house. That was wild. Uh, yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was, those are crazy times. Um, that's literally the best party in, in Hollywood every year. Whenever, <laughs> every fucking celebrity knows it. That's like the party everyone tries to get into. And just going, you know, Jesus, this place is wild. And they were there with all these, you know, like the biggest celebrities around you at all time. Every chick is like, Every all the hottest girls on Instagram, they're all there. <laughs> and like you're just like, what the fuck? Where are you? Where am I? But uh, so yeah, you know, back to me not partying. I, I'm you know I I, I do psychedelics. That's my medicine. I, don't, I smoke a lot of pot. That's one thing I should be. I need to stop uh, as much. But uh, you know I who who am I talking to right now? Like <laughs> who is this I, I guy? I, I've, been, I've been smoking since I was eight years old, and which is. Way too young. I'm not. I'm not proud of that. And my daughter's eight. I look at her and I'm like, "What the fuck?" I was so devious at that, at that yeah. age. Man, I don't. I don't even want to look into her little psyche. Mm-mm. She's no. Like, she's like, "Don't you ever go through my journals when I when, when I grow up?" And I was like, "I'm never gonna read your." No. Shit. <laughs> she's like, I, I was. I'm like, I don't want to read anything you're doing. I'll just, you know, I'm just here to give you money and love you and take care and make sure you have a roof over your head give you good advice mm. but you gotta learn you gotta learn this shit on your own kid uh, <laughs> but uh you know that that's yeah that's what you have to do with kids especially when they give them you know a life like we we can give our children out here um but i'll get more into that later about the ranch i'm trying to buy <laughs> oh oh, oh. <laughs> oh yeah I'm, I'm going off grid fuck this um so okay so psychedelics now i uh yeah intro to psychedelics for those of us who I specifically work in psilocybin. Uh, 
that's my expertise. I get to talk in front of doctors and scientists and panels of people and, you know, this is how I make my money um, about this. So I, I know I know what I'm talking about. Now, I met a woman, like, we started dating about seven months ago. Um, she is has been a professor at UCLA for almost two decades, uh, been a scientist for 25 years. Uh, you know, she's, she's special. She's a really special creature. And, uh, you know, I've never, you know how many women I've, I've just had around me constantly like an idiot, um, and nothing against them, you know, they're a great group. I think, I think every, every woman, every woman you were with was right for you at the time and needed to get you through a certain period of your life. So, yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, yeah, I I love them all, but, um, this one's special and, uh, she's, I met her at a, at a party. Where I was facilitating people on taking psychedelics, and she just was like, "Hey, you know what you're doing is wrong, right?" After a long conversation of us, just just like right away, like looking at each other, going, "Oh my god, I want to talk to you," because mm-hmm. she's also insanely hot, which is great. Cause, uh, she, yeah. So that's a plus because I'm, you know, I'm such a visual creature. more ceremony behind this there needs to be uh, integration and uh, she's a she's a psychedelic integration coach mm-hmm. and of course you know she studies with all the top people in the world and we we have not really left each other's sides since uh, outside of me going on vacation or not vacation you know I, I, when I leave for vacation I worked so mm-hmm. I went to Bali I did a retreat um, I taught over at, at Bali in May uh, just you know, creating content. Everything I do has has, a, has work involved. Well, I went to Colorado as well, but besides these little trips, I'm with this woman. It's not the, it's not the same as vacation. It's not getting away from work. You're using that as an opportunity to bring your work with you in a positive light. Yeah, because I, I that's what I, I I'm always working. Mm-hmm. That's just what I do. I, I'm a content creator. I hate to say it, but I'm an influencer now. <clears throat> You're an influencer in the wild. Look at you. Look at your backyard. <laughs> it's so weird. But, uh, so, you know, I, I was, uh, well, she, Raina, was her name, Raina Moran. She, uh, God, I hate this. It's the only thing you hear nowadays is sirens. I live uh, behind an ER, like a standalone ER, so. Okay, so I thought it was on my end, so I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Probably both. So, uh, yeah, she took me to my first decrim meeting with decrim CA, and I met the people. I met Ryan specifically, the guy that started it. And I remember when we left that meeting, I was, we were like, oh, man, what are we, gonna, we, what are we doing in psychedelics? Like we, this is a calling that we both had for so long. Uh, you know, her, her old company, uh, she was one of those, you know, those, those hot middle-aged women that sell their skincare on TV. She, yeah, she was one of those. But she was the person that formulated that product in her own lab. So you know, that's, like that's whole, pretty amazing. Kind of the whole package sort of, sort of woman. Um, but, you know, we were thinking, like, what are we going to do in this in this business? You know, because this is boom. This is going to be a booming business. And, and psychedelics are going to be huge. We're going to have a huge cycle of business. And mycology is going to have a, a life-saving, a world-saving potential. Trajectory, multi-trillion-dollar business watch. <clears throat> but uh, so, you know, 
that happened. I started going out and posting on, on you know Instagram that I was working with them and I'm a volunteer now and then you know I'm getting a position with them and I'm doing this. And Unlimited Sciences reached out. Del Jolly, who's an MMA fan and just a, <clears throat> a rad guy, he started Unlimited Sciences with the people from Charlotte's Web. He said, "Hey, you know, let's let's talk. Let's you know be an, ad, an advocate for us. We have a, a TBI study, a CTE study we're trying to do mm-hmm. uh, with fighters." And I was like, "I'm in." Yeah. You can have it. Just yeah. Like I love. I I I help people. You know, I I viewed myself as a as a predator my whole life. You know, climbing into a cage in my underwear, f- fucking people up for blood money for everyone's viewing pleasure. Now, <clears throat> I I'm not that anymore. No longer. Uh, I am a pr- I'm a protector. You know, and it's I see these people, <clears throat> these young fighters that are that are hurting themselves. <clears throat> Um, through you know, drug addiction and, and all this other stuff, craziness, because of things like CTE. You know, that I, I know, I understand why that specifically lends, uh, it ruins so many things in their lives. You know, it just, it just it fucks up everything. And I can't see my fellow fighters go through this anymore. <clears throat> I can't hear more stories of them abusing their loved ones um, and people around them in every way, shape, and form. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're, you're, you don't hear much about it sexually. Uh, but I'm, I'm sure it's out there. You know, it's more violence and drug addiction and shit like that. But um, I, I can't, I can't let this happen. I, I have a mission in life, and that's to help fix as many fighters as possible. You know, and you, you know how you know how I feel about John Jones. Uh, he, when I heard that, his final thing he did. I mean, why? I, I, I why? I, I had to reach out. I mean, I, I think his Instagram's gone for now, at least. Uh, but I reached out to some people, and I put it on Instagram that I would love to help them. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, that starts to scare me. That starts to make me think about, you know, my friends who have killed themselves. Jeremy Williams, my coach, Justin Levins, you know, uh, like, uh, this, these are people who took their lives because of this sort of shit. And it just, it scares me. I don't want anyone to die. Okay, that this that's, like, I, I have to help these people. So, um, you know, and I've had some legitimate, like, very large name celebrities and the athletes reach out and go, hey, are you going to help John? Are you going to help John? Like, are you paying attention to what I post? Holy shit, it's cool. Uh, <laughs> I like that you, you still know, have the fanboy mentality. Like, you're still there. Yeah, it's, it's cute. You know, I, I like it. It's fun because I know that uh, in my position with the people that I know and hang out with, I can I can help do something called the pollination effect. You know, and I can get these fighters talking about psychedelics. I can get, uh, I mean, I was just with five supermodels in Vegas um, who all took too much acid, and I had to, you know, I had to take them up to my suite with my girlfriend, and we had to take them up there and um, and help them through these trips because I didn't get the acid, you know, but someone did, mm-hmm. and uh, my buddy who owns the place, he looked at me, and was like, what the, what the fuck, man? And I was like, whoa, 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 I didn't. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't do this. I didn't do it. They gave it to me. Uh, <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, I take them to those upstairs. And we just walked them through. And think about this one. Reina is the, was the shortest one. She's 5'11", with no shoes on. <laughs> so you have girls that are like 6'1 to 6'5". And they're all actual, like, they're supermodel runway women. And they're all, you know, they're these, like, you, you look at them and you're like, wow, you're real. What the fuck? Like, that's crazy. How are you that pretty? Um, and just to help them go through their issues, because people don't give them any credit. They think, oh, they're stupid, and they're lucky, and blah, blah, blah. 
you know how much shit those women get and how much shit they have to deal with, how much they're preyed upon and growing up their whole lives just because they look that way and how they feel. Uh, well, if you really think about it, fighters is the same thing. People think yeah, most of you guys are barbarians, everyone, you're stupid. Everyone has issues and trauma. Everyone's a broken child. And you, you can't look at anyone else's trauma as any worse or better than yours. Okay? It's the same. Our traumas affect me or they affect us. How they affect us. They affect us in the same way. It's just those those, those extra, those, you know, outside stimuli mm-hmm. or whatever they are. It, it all comes down to abandonment, sex, and violence. Those are the three things, and they're usually hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Or you know, you at least get two out of the three, or some crazy shit. Uh, and I, I think our parents stopped the cycle of that a lot. They're still, I mean, they, they at least started to stop. Mm-hmm. My parents did. No one, no one touched me as a kid. My brother or anything. And I grew up, I grew up in Catholic school. You know, uh, no one ever fucked with us. Like, at all, really. I mean, it's great. I, I, I asked my brother the day. I'm like, why, why are we so fucked up? Did they, I'm like, did they even touch you? Because they won't touch me. He goes, no, man. I, I have nothing. No. I'm like, like, it's my body. It's my default mode network, like, holding back some memories that I, I need to know. That mm-hmm. I need to process. Because I go deep with psychedelics. I'm still deep in my healing. And, uh, and he's like, no, man. He's like, it was fucking when mom left, you know? He's like, my parents, my mom left when I was, like, 12. I'm like, that made me into such a psychopath? That's, that it? That's it? But, well, um, and if, if you want to look at it from a psychological standpoint, I mean, that explains a lot of your behavior. But I know, but that's the exactly <laughs> Now having my girlfriend explain everything in detail from a psychological standpoint, you know, archetypal this, and then also getting into, oh, well, you're a Torres, and you're this, and you're a Neogram 3, and you're how I, you just, she just can write a whole book about me. Like, oh, this is what you're going to do today. Well, I, and I know the last time we talked, you said she had written out a schedule, and there was basically structure in your life. Exactly. For the first time in my life, uh, and, 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 you'll know, my, my new podcast is all about this. It's called The Intellectual Giants. It is how I've changed my life and myself into this person. How, how am I now coaching people for mental stuff? It's not just, sorry, it's a little bit cold. Uh, how am I not coaching athletes? motivational speakers, uh, you know, musicians, uh, actor types. Like, there's a lot of people that I'm working with right now that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on to something. So efficiency, microdosing psilocybin is, helps you with your efficiency a lot. Like, it's huge for mental efficiency, body, the efficient, uh, efficiency of movement. Because mm-hmm. um, people think that it's more or less just a flow state thing uh, with, with psilocybin. It's your body, in that flow state, your body is the performance benefits are crazy. People think it's all mental, but I'll get into performance after. Um, so, you know, for me, helping myself, having people like her help me, it's, it's getting through these daily tasks and making, making them cyclical, making the cycle daily, just going through stuff. So I wake up in the morning, I, she won't let me out of the room, or she's already gone. She's like, wakes up a couple hours before me to do whatever she does. In the morning, I have no idea. I read listen to podcasts and do breath work and stuff and meditation and yoga. But um, I do my breath work, my meditation. Okay, I come downstairs, I have my coffee, I come out here, I smoke a joint with the cat, and uh, <laughs> I go over my day. You know, there's the whole calendar downstairs, there's post-it notes of these tasks that I have to do, and then these people have to talk to, emails, text messages, uh, sex, 
uh, working out like this cute little things in there, you know, that, that we're both we're both deep in our sex addiction, and that we're we're, we're each other's accountability partners. Mm-hmm. And when uh, her story will be told in the TED Talk and all this stuff, she, you know, had has had has has I guess uh, a crazy sex addiction. So um, <clears throat> you know, we, we it's just that's just stimuli that we have. So luckily, we have each other. Mm-hmm. We are, you know, we are both, uh, we are both have been anorexic from group sex for like seven months since we met. So perfect. <laughs> anorexic. Yeah, you know, we have we went, we went completely anorexic from it, and uh, it's been, you know, we're just falling in love. <laughs> but uh, okay. You're like a giddy so, little schoolboy, man. Like, I know. I'm, I'm just gonna call you out on it. That's fine. It's totally fine. I don't mind it. It's cool. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, you know, and, and it's having that efficiency in my day. Like I, I do one, two podcasts a day. I do, I just talk on the phone all day. I'm on Zoom or I'm on Skype or I'm on some sort of call. Um, I have a business to talk to you about, about, uh, score, so that's already out. It's on Instagram or, or it's on Twitter. Uh, the scoring center. We're trying to build a business platform for a, a, a new uh, a, a new a new scoring platform mm-hmm. and new judges um, which will all be people that we recommend that basically I suss out or our, our group of senators uh, we're talking to some I mean dude you know the people that I, that I deal with mm-hmm. I, we're talking to some of the greatest people in mixed martial arts um, especially the people in business you know I, I, we just got on, on two specific people that I'm friends with that I'm really happy and proud of to be with, um, you know, and we're looking at having a bunch of senators around the world watch these fights. They get paid to watch the fights, you know, and then they get, they get handsomely paid to watch these fights and judge them. So it's not like, oh, here's 50 bucks. It's like, no, there's a good amount of money mm-hmm. uh, to watch the fights. The fight is paid for itself and you have your app. They go on there and you have, the thing is, it's a public profile and you, you, once you put a score in, those scores are down there. People can see your scores forever. So they, they, There's they, an accountability to it. Exactly. <clears throat> and then also, uh, Steve is, is the guy that started it. He hit me up. Our, our friendship has just blossomed because we're very like-minded people and, and doing a lot of stuff in tech, uh, you know, and website stuff. And I have my, my training my training protocols and, and platform coming out probably this week. Um, but he's my tech consultant now for all my stuff. Uh, and, he, and I said, you know, not only do we need this sort of stuff, but we also need a new scoring system because that's flawed you know it just doesn't work um so i i, I don't tell me what you think because this is just an idea uh, no i'm i'm all for it man because you know so when they you, you have a bunch of different parts you have striking you have grappling uh, whatever you know whatever however it's five six whatever however, however many things we have you know points of, uh, uh, aggression striking octagon control all that stuff so takedowns you, if you're a wrestler yeah, <laughs> we, give, we give each one 10 points and from there, it starts five and five. Okay. Now you can go to six. You can go to four. It's just it's you take as many of those points from each other away as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that, that that can all be measured by maybe strikes landed. And I, I, don't, I don't know that 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 if that that goes into like a, a score of a like a. Uh, algorithm or mm-hmm. whatever. I don't know. That, well, and you score. have to do that, and you have to think. You know, when they did the the UFC Brazil without all the fans, every score was accurate. 
every single judge was accurate with which, you know, what scores they were putting out. And it's amazing how much a crowd can influence. You know, if you, you get hit with a left, it doesn't hurt you, but the crowd goes, ooh. Um, or you have a coach, you know, Greg Jackson's infamous for it. And he did it during one of Cerrone's fights. And you could hear him say, go get some Donald Cerrone. And Mike Goldberg repeated it. And you have to think if the judges can hear that, you know, if fighters can hear that, it could have an influence. And, you know, I've talked about how fighters should be judges. And I know that comes with a lot of stigma and feedback because um, there could be a bias. You know, they could be from a school, but it's already happened. And I think the James Krause fight that was most recent where he took the fight on like two days notice, one of the judges was a training partner of his opponent. Like stuff like that should never happen. There should be full disclosure with that. So, you know, there isn't any issues. And, um, well, and the thing is, is, is having the accountability, of it, mm -hmm. um, which is going to be huge because, you know, we're going to make sure that everyone that's, that's a senator will, we will, will almost lost it there. <laughs> You know, and be like, listen, if, if you if you make a bad call, maybe we can have you voted off as a senator. And we're talking, people are going to be getting paid a, a decent amount a year, like tens of thousands of dollars <clears throat> to judge these fights and work as a senator. So this isn't, this isn't just a, a free thing. Mm -hmm. This isn't just like, hey, help us out with this. Like, no, no, we're going get to you, get you paid. And it's not crazy amount, but, you know, it's enough to, to pay rent for a year, I'm sure, you know. Um, so, you know, you, you, there's a lot of broken parts of MMA, mm -hmm. you know, and, and we're just, I'm just trying to fix them. You know, I, I don't, I don't see this whole, uh, union thing happening. And I, I, don't, I mean, they've been talking about that for how long? It gross me out too. I, I, I don't know. I'll get to, maybe I'll get to that in, but I'm taking, I'm trying to heal the fighters and I'm trying to fix the scoring system at least because those are two things that I've done myself or I, I you know, two things I'd like fixed because I fixed myself with psilocybin, and I got screwed over a long time ago, and a little, still a little sour about it, maybe. <laughs> uh, no, it's just, you know, I need to help others so that doesn't happen, because it changes the course of your life, and, you know, whatever, my life's awesome, but what if it didn't? What if I just kept fucking up and died, died again of drugs? You know, that would be... I was going to say again, yeah. Yeah, so, let's get back to psilocybin. Um, so you have the healing properties of it. <clears throat> you have all of the uh, all the immune boosting stuff. You know, you have those health benefits. The, the myco diet. I tell people, like, what's the myco diet? Like, is it only mushrooms? I go, no. Whatever you're eating, make sure it's healthy. Mm -hmm. Make sure it's locally sourced, you know, organic, and add in a bunch of mushrooms. If you decide, like, I, I tell people to picture a table with all the fruits and vegetables and meat on it. All the stuff people usually take. No, people don't usually have mushrooms on there. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a lot of really good stuff in this plant to eat. If you decide to take one of them off and not eat that, good for you. Don't shit on everyone else about it. Mm -hmm. If you have something good to say, say, hey, check it out. Veganism is this, or meat is this, or, you know, just, then we'll go, oh, cool, thanks. Maybe I'll try that, you know, next month. Um, but people don't do that. People are just like shitting on each other. So just whatever you're eating, add in a lot of mushrooms. I mean, add in a whole variety. Go to go to a grocery store and you can find a bunch of variety. Mm -hmm. So you can have different types of fungus in your body. Okay. Now, when you from there, uh, 
you know, you, you, you have, and, and, and like I was saying, we, we have that study with Unlimited Sciences. I've, we've sat with Jeff Levitsky more than once in person. We've sat, we've had talks with the UFC more than once about all this. Um, and again, it's not, we're not, we, we're, it's not rolling out yet. You know, the study's not, not going on. We're, we're, we're waiting. You're working now. I mean, you got to work out the case. Yeah. But, you know, the UFC, they love what we're doing. They can't publicly fund us, but they said we can talk about it, what we've done with the proposals we've sent over. Uh, they can't publicly fund us because it's illegal. It's some Schedule One substance. It's mm-hmm. a U.S. company. Uh, but there's some really big shit going on that we're going to roll out here uh, pretty soon. We're going to roll out very soon, but obviously with the coronavirus, it's going to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, uh, the, so it, it's that it just shows you how deep this is getting. This is how this is serious. This is a real thing. Uh, where you have you have organizations like the NHL blackballing my friend Daniel Carcio, two-time NHL uh, Stanley Cup winner, for he's the other he's he's me in hockey. He's <laughs> we're the two we're the, we're the two highest most highest educated uh, you know athletes athletes yeah. athletes I guess in this on the, on the planet. I know that for sure. Um, and we're also the most vocal. You know, and we're just, and he's, he's like, well, we're not going to stop, you know, so we're going to, uh, we're going to expose the NHL and then everybody else that's fighting this, where you have the UFC going, you know, open arms, go come here. I love what you're doing. Well, and, and you, and you have to think about the fact that what you're doing could extend the, the careers and the longevity of a fighter. Yeah. It extend their, their lifespan after fighting. Because again, I've, I've probably said this on hundreds of phone calls. You know, interviews, you and I have talked about it. There has to be a contingency plan with fighting. With everything else, you know, you quit the NFL. I mean, I think Tony Romo's getting paid almost more to do commentary than he wants to play. Um, there's a contingency plan. If you can can speak and you have an understanding of the game, you should be able to, you know, find a job, no problem. But with fighters, so many of them go back to, to regular jobs and there's not a lot of you know, room for them to go somewhere, and they really have to have a plan. So you can't really have. Hmm. I'm trying to help. And like I said, you know, we've we've known each other. You know, we've been talking since you know 2010, 2011. And I literally have watched you grow up, which is weird to say because you said you're 35. Yeah. But I've watched you, you know, go from you know the highest of highs to the lowest of lows, you know, and really everywhere in between. And this is this is a different side of you where. You know, I'm just going to come out and say, it. you were kind of selfish before. You were. Yeah, I was. But selfish. now, you have, like, this humanitarian, you know, outlook on this, especially in a time where we all need to be helping each other. You know, a lady at the grocery store said one of the most prolific things to me ever, and it was, you're going to get to know your neighbors. And I said, isn't that sad that we have to take, you know, it takes a global pandemic to get to know the person living next door to you? It's crazy. It's, it's, it's really yeah, they, they uh, you know, it's, uh, I've just changed a lot, you know, and I, I was still talking to somebody about it the other day. I'm like, I'm not going to do something in life, in business, um, that's, that's not going to help other people. I, I don't want to do it. I was selfish my whole life. I was in a, an obsessive, selfish pursuit since, since I ever. Hmm. You know, since I could understand, I could do that with martial arts. I was like, I'm going to be a fighter. I'm going to be in the UFC. I'm going to be a world champion. No, I did it. <clears throat> Great, whatever. Um, 
it's it's time to help other people. I mean, sure, I'm business minded, <laughs> and the the byproduct of what I do makes money. I, you know, but that's just the byproduct of doing good, cool shit for other people, helping people. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got things that, like I said, in tech form that are coming out. Uh, you know, like there's so much stuff coming out that it's it's gonna be great. And you know, there's there are people people especially in this community look and they go, well, you know, you're, you're you know, like there's you know they they, they look weird at people who want to make money. And my outlook is, listen, someone has to make it. Someone has to make it, and if those people can be confident in in their stewardship of, of the power and the money they get and the, uh, the responsibility, mm-hmm. then uh, rad. And I tell people around me, like, hold me accountable. My girlfriend's son even called me out, and he was like, you know, you brought up money. Like, do you, do you, let me ask you, do you care about helping people, or do you just want to make money? And I was like, oh, number one, thank you for calling me out like that. Number two, um... I want to help people. That's the main thing. But it's, you know, I also, I come, I'm just a businessman and I come from a business family and I, I you know. Surrounded I, yourself with business people, like-minded. Yeah. It's, I'm sorry, it's just how I work. But, uh, <coughs> you know, my buddy was, oh, you're going to be like a billionaire. I was like, I don't know if I want that. I don't know if I want a billion dollars. That sounds like a lot of responsibility. Uh, <laughs> then you need an cool. accountant and everything else. Yeah, fuck. Like, what if I, just, I would give it away for, for sure. My daughter would obviously be set for life, but like, although people I love would be set for life, and then you don't need that much money. That's insane. Give it to Justin Rand to build wells. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice yeah. call out on that one. I don't feel like he gets enough credit. Yeah, he's a, the guy's a saint. Yeah, he's such a saint. Um, but yeah, so it, through my my you know newfound want need to help other people and to be happier and to just show them, look, this is how. I fixed, you know, my sex addiction and drug addiction and how I became a better parent and how I became a better, uh, you know, boyfriend or lover or whatever you want to call it, uh, a better, you know, son and a better brother and a better friend and a better everything. You know, and it's it's a better athlete as well. My, my body is more efficient. Um, I guess we're now we'll get into the performance side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, we, we still need that. So... Uh, this is what I do with my with my athletes. Okay, you start out. This is my protocol. I start out with a large dose, and then all, that's that's all variable on on the person. Uh, some people can't take five grams. Mm-hmm. You know, um, some people can take two and get an insane response. Um, it's about delivery system of of the medicine, and it's set setting an intention is very it's really important. You have music. You have an eye shade, you have um, you know, a yoga mat or, or something to lay on and just be, you've got a lot of thinking to do. This is not easy. It's not an easy process. It's really, really hard. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had the hardest experience in my life recently. It was in that realm. It was, uh, oh man, it's, it's just, it's deep, you know, but uh, so I take them on a vision quest. I have a couple different shaman that I work with <clears throat> out here in Southern California. Um, so if people want to go to the woods or they want to go to a, you know, a mansion in, 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 the, in, the, you know, in the hills or they want to go to the beach, it doesn't matter. We can facilitate anything. But, you know, we go through vision quests together and you, you deal with trauma. You deal with uh, why are we, what happened to you. 
why we are the way we are. Yeah, exactly. Because we're all broken children, and, and you just deal with that. And you can't again. You can't judge anyone on their trauma. It's just it's just helping them through it. You know, and, and you know, squeezing all that pain out <clears throat> because you have uh, trauma is stored in your tissue. Most people don't know that, and you can wring it out of your, your body. Like it's just you, and it's so hard to get it out. You know, some people have these somatic experiences where they just lock up, and you know that's where someone like myself comes in play where I can hold somebody and you know, fucking hold them down if I need to. Uh, Jane will proficiently and gently, but also do the breath work and the meditation, you know, having supermodels in your lap and you're like holding your hand on their chest and making sure they breathe properly and walking them through the psychology of it and kind of meditating, you know, guided meditation sort of thing or, or you know, athletes or whoever it is. Mm-hmm. You just use the supermodels as but uh, it doesn't matter who it is. It could be an average person. That's the thing. I don't care. It's just I have access to these certain people that are going to help me get a word out. Because I work also on a political level. Um, but so you take you, you go through these this vision quests, and you have you have uh, integration after. Uh, integration is key. Integration is huge. It's the most important part is to put these things you've learned from the trip into daily practice. Mm-hmm. Exactly what I've done. Fine. And, you know, through journaling, it's one thing I don't do enough of is journaling. Uh, but, you know, it, it's, it's now that I can't do comedy, I have to I have to figure out some other way to get that therapy out. Um, but, you know, you, you go through that, and then after the big trip, I tell them, here's more homework to do. The professional will give you homework uh, for, you know, however long you do it, which is probably, hopefully forever. This is the mindfulness and the things you do. That, that These are tasks you do forever. They're, mm-hmm. just, they're, they're tools to fix your life. Um, then you have microdosing. And you go through microdosing protocol, uh, depending on who you are, what sort of damage your body's taken, your brain, or, or you know, and then not just not just physical damage, but damage with the drugs, with uh, abuse, you know, whatever it is. Um, and then, you know, you, you fix the diet and exercise are two huge, huge, huge things. Yeah. The diet and exercise are, are two of the most important things in life. And we're seeing that people who are unhealthy uh, are dying. Immunocompromised. Like, this is really important. And people need to need to become, become more healthy. They do. Mm-hmm. We all do. Um, so, you know, just uh, helping these people. And let's say they say to an athlete for, for specificity. Um you have performance benefits, and this is my obsession. This is my super obsession. Um, of course. So you 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 have you back back to that flow state and the kinetic efficiency of the body and movement. Uh, you have something knocked down called the fear response, and that's going to lend itself to all the performance benefits. So you have the flow state. When you're in a flow state, and you uh, and uh, sorry, my girlfriend's over there working out. Sorry. Um, focus. Focus. Yeah, folks. Uh, <laughs> hot Serbian lifting weights. Uh, uh, so you um, you have the full of state. Uh, the fear response is down. You you everything moves way slower. Everything. I mean, you can see all this stuff. Then people go, "Oh, you're just then you're just going to rush in the, in, the, in the traffic and get cracked or something." No, you can see the microaggressions of the body. The way it moves, especially if you study someone, you're going to fight them. You need to study them mm-hmm. and how they. Uh, and you can see this stuff, the rotation of the hips and the feet and the eyes and the, the, 
and shoulders and all, like I said, these aggressions in their face. Uh, and you can engage differently, you know, and you're, you're, like I said, that kinetic chain, the efficiency of your body, everything, you know, lengthens more when you're punching and you're breathing better because your fear response is down. So you're not worried about getting tired. You have energy sources like ATP that actually give you energy, vasodilation through cordyceps mushrooms, things like that, that help carry oxygen in your blood. Uh, I mean, you're, you're, it's not going to make you stronger like putting testosterone in your body. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, again, the, the, the efficiency is, is really, really crazy. Well, the, just, and, and the fight game itself isn't all physical anyways. If you're yeah. able to read those and be able to see those microaggressions, um, which yes. I'm just going to use microaggression for the rest of my life because I really like how that sounds. Um, and, you know, you, you can... So, and this is why I have the ability to work with athletes, not even with my hands. I don't even have to touch them. It's, it's through mental stuff. It's through, I mean, granted, that works better, mm-hmm. but if I can see how these things work and dose them properly for my groups, because UFC and USADA, they do not test for psilocybin. They, they can't. It just doesn't, you can't. Well, and that's, that's what I was going to ask, so I'll let you explain that first, and then. Yeah, and, and they're open, they're open about it. They, they talk about it, because they, they also know the healing properties, like the, protect, the neural protective. So you're healing past trauma to it, and you're actually protecting the brain from more trauma, because not just, not just, the physical trauma, the punching in the brain, the actual damage, but the fact that you're getting and giving PTSD while you're in a cage fucking someone up in mm-hmm. front of everybody. Mm-hmm. That's that's not healthy for us. <clears throat> um, this is really weird to hear coming from me. I'm just going to say it just yeah, because it was your life. Just telling you the analysis that I've done. Uh, you know, it brings back to collective trauma of war and all this other crazy stuff that's stored in our bodies over, you know, generations. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you have cardio, you have, you know, this very large uptick in visual acuity. So you see more, more better. <laughs> you talk linguistically, things come out better, and you, you performance of, of sentencing words, just all these things happening in your mouth, <laughs> they, they happen much better. Okay. Uh, you have... So visual, mental, uh, your smell goes up, your hearing goes up. You have so many things that get a benefit. And on top of it, you know, you're, you're having these uh, this crazy cortisol response to your body and your immune system would go down. You have immunal properties in there. Again, back to that stuff. Like, it helps you a lot. And, um, you know, I've talked to a lot of fighters. Uh, you know, I've been that two professors or two different UFCs uh, to, to talk to fighters and Jeff and everybody and just you know get the word out mm-hmm. because this this study's happening um, and we're just in the beta beta phase right now. Um, my 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 coaching website should be up uh, this week. I think hopefully it should be up this week, uh, and then people can get a hold of me and schedule time more or less without just contacting me directly. Mm-hmm. Go to the website, pick a date, time, and how many sessions they want to buy. Because, um, you know, you do a single session, you do group sessions, or, you know, multiple uh, session packs, and then you do, like, a retainer uh, of how much, you know, someone would need. Because being a, an integration coach, a psychedelic integration coach, you're, you're all, you become a spiritual leader of sorts as well. You know, and, and granted, I'm not, religious, but, uh, you know, we do, we do pagan ceremonies, 
you know, all the, all the women that, you know, the professor and all of her friends, they're all yoga types, kundalini yoga, and they're all, you know, successful, beautiful creatures that are all witches. Like, when I did my first comedy thing in the Detroit, my first uh, out-of-state gig, they were all casting abundancy spells that night, like on candles and, you know, like this full, full moon ceremonies we do and whatnot. Uh, we crush it out there. I don't know, I'm, maybe it was just, you know, happenstance, but uh, it's fun, you know. Like, <clears throat> my daughter, she, uh, not too long ago, she got baptized uh, in a little Christian church, and she's like, Daddy, well, I know you don't believe in God, but will you come to my baptism? And I was like, hey, hey, hey. I never said I don't believe in God, okay? I just don't believe the shit you believe, okay? It's just different. Well, and, and I'll just I'll just say faith and religion are two different things, so. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. You know what? Let's let's find out. Let's mm-hmm. figure it out. You and me. That's going to be our whole thing. We'll figure out God's will. So I go and and you know she goes to an evangelical Christian church and with like a bunch of addicts, like mm-hmm. former addicts, you know, and they're like you know, like the homie guy who's sitting there crip walking and, and giving us their sermon. Have seen that? It, it's fucking ridiculous. Is what it is. This whole thing. The people are hooting and hollering and screaming, Thank you, Jesus! Crying their eyes out and rolling on the floor. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? I remember I was, I was like eight the first time I saw anything like that. Evangelical Christians. And even, you know, it was, it's fun for little kids to see that great people act fucking well, act like psychopaths. Um, and I'm not saying Jesus isn't real or whatever, but... That's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, so whatever, a whole different conversation. I just think that what they're doing is fucking silly. And, you know, and just their whole outlook, because those are the same type of people that are, you know, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're judging us. We'll get into discrimination for the first time in my life later. But, uh, you know, these people are, they're getting drunk and, you know, beating their wives and molesting their kids at home. But yet they look down on us because we're psychedelic advocates, you know, because we're pagans, because I, that, because I identify as a pagan now. You know, uh, because, you know, I, I just like, if people want to have, I have these conversations all the time, but what, what do you believe in? Like, I'm a pagan, sure. You know, I, I believe in Mother Gaia and she's the creator. What else, what else is going to create us besides the earth itself and also recycle us once we're dead? Get back into the mycelium and mycology, that's what happens. You get recycled. That's all the planet's doing. Uh, you know, and, and, and you know, so you have this, this psycho-spiritual thing happening a lot in psychedelics where you know some people have the, the you know the christianity or, or you know whatever the catholicism whatever, whatever their religion is they still have it they got a nice haircut they, they <laughs> uh, shouldn't say my barber came over but he did <sighs> hey you took all the necessary precautions of course so, yeah he wore gloves i wore condoms uh, <laughs> but uh you know baby can you bring another joint oh, thank you i love you um so you know, <laughs> so where, where was I? Shit, forgot. I got distracted. Um, oh, so, okay, so second spiritual. Um, you have people that, you know, still believe in their gods and whatever. It's, 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 it's fine. It's great. It's good. It's what you need and go for it. That's fine. But it's showing people, like, look, this is just a vehicle to God. You want to talk to God? I have a phone that goes directly to him. You know, like, I think the plant medicines are the vehicle to enlightenment. Hmm. I think that God relies, lives in you, or whoever, you know, whatever you want to look at it. It's, you get to a state 
within psychedelics that helps you compartmentalize so much stuff in such a healthy way. You're a better person. You're a genuinely better person uh, to everybody. A mm-hmm. better, better, better everything. A better dad, a better mom, a better lover, whatever it is. It helps, you know. And we also teach a integration for couples, couples therapy. Mm-hmm. You can do it with with us, or you can do it on your own. It's just how to how to have a better relationship, um, you know, through psychedelics. And it's I tell people all the time: you want to fall in love, you're having a hard time, or you, or not, or having a great time, and you want to fall in love again. Take some with your with your with your significant other, and you know, lock yourself in your bedroom, and put on the right music, and That's take your clothes off, and have a good time. Just talk, talk a lot, and do have a lot of sex, and do all that. But this, it just it's you know that fear response of saying the things that you want to say and you can't say, or hearing the things and not taking them the wrong way. You know? mm-hmm. Not you know thinking that like, you know, oh this person's has a, a former lover or boyfriend and they still are friends with this person and I can't handle that because I'm fucking insecure about this. It's like. You know, you can deal with all these certain things and issues in relationships that are really important, especially if you want to stay with someone for a long time. You know, look at the divorce rate, look at the breakup rate. It's, it's pretty crazy. Well, it's easier to get divorced now. That's a beautiful fucking night, remember? Divorces are expensive. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you know, that's... Um, that's that's the mission. That's what we're doing. I mean, we were, I was booked out till June. Yeah, pretty much. I'm pretty much every weekend, and even some of the weekends I had my daughter. Wow. I had stuff to do. You know, whether it was, oh, I I spend as much time with my kid as possible because I have her half time now. Uh, you know, before I had her full time, where her mother, you know, her mother's been around for a couple of years and she's doing great. And, uh, has a new daughter. It's fucking adorable. A new husband, sober, all that stuff. Um, so yeah, she's like, you want her halftime? Cool. So here you go. She's really cool. Like, check her out. Uh, and, you know, like that, that whole process has been great. So now I have more time to do stuff. And I, and I, but I've become a workaholic for sure. But you've become a, a workaholic in the sense of you're helping other people. You're not just working to hide past trauma. You know, you're not working to, you know, hold it down or distract yourself from something else. Exactly. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, she sees it. My daughter sees it. You know, she. Uh, I was I was talking to her about uh, just being discriminated against. You know, for the first time in my life, outside of being called a beater or something um, like some silly racist shit that just ended up getting someone else beat up, kind mm-hmm. of thing. You know, like I didn't care. I was like, okay, are you, what did you say to me? Oh, okay. Well, now I have now I have a reason to fuck you up. Because <laughs> usually, if someone's saying something to you that you don't like them. Mm-hmm. Or, or they're your friends, and it's it's fucking hilarious to be a racist asshole being friends. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what you, especially fighters do. You just talk a lot of shit because you're about to fist fight in a few months, and you want to get you want to poke poke holes in each other's ego for a bit. Uh, I was talking to my daughter and saying, you know how that you know she might run across, even though she's homeschooled, and I know the other parents she hangs out with and stuff. They're all my friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wouldn't be judgmental against me. But one day, someone someone might judge you for the things that I teach about, the things that I do publicly openly. You know, I work in cannabis, I smoke on the pot, I eat psychedelics. I, I had a lot of wild times. You know, and uh, I told her about specifically with the psychedelics. I don't. 
I want you to know, because I, I, she knows more about plant medicine than most adults, than, than most people that take psychedelics. I'm, I'm not surprised by that at all. <laughs> I'm one of her teachers. I have to teach her this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, she's, 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 it's my life. But, uh, you know, I, and I'm saying, look, I don't, I don't want you to ever think differently about me because of, of me helping people and what, what other people might say about me helping other people. She's like, Dad, she's like, just listen to what you just said. She's like, you're helping people. Never going to judge you from helping people. She's like, I love you. I know what you're doing is right. And that's going to be out of an eight year old's mouth. And granted, it's my eight year old. I was going to say, you're eight, you're eight year old. <laughs> she's pretty woke and smart. And, you know, when I honestly think she's that deep because she's she's got, you know, she's ingested cannabis most of her life. She hasn't ingested cannabis recently outside of CBD. But, uh, you know, like, I think that that maybe gave her a lot of time in her developing brain to be very intuitive and also inquisitive and just be creative and be this little super creature that she's become. Because, uh, you know, that there's, I know people, you know, that are being discriminated against their children uh, by these churchy people that are, you know, in places like Mission Viejo and Storch County in general. It's, you know, wealthier people that all go to these massive churches and, uh, you know, she's a bad influence now or he's a bad influence now because of, of what someone like myself would post, or an educated person. Mm. You know, my girlfriend's a fucking scientist and professor at one of the best colleges on the planet. You know, and, and you know, she's got a, like, a kid in high school. Like, we, we can't, I see people having their, their, children, their children being discriminated against because of us sort of thing, because of the people in my inner circle. And these are professionals from banking to lawyers to everything. And these are doctors. These are really high-level individuals. And it's crazy because, again, you know, everyone, everyone, there's here's the discrimination part. I've never taken anything like that. So to hear about all the effects that it could have, you know, because there are a lot of people who are going to look at it and go, mm, no, I'm not interested. You know, that's not something I want to do. Yeah, which is funny. You know, but, but it's, it's, this is the thing I tell you, like everybody who's an addict, one of my best friends, growing up for a long time, you know, like, <coughs> He is highly educated at another incredible school in Southern California. And, and you know, he's one of us. My, oh, I have a bunch of friends who are super successful, whether they're rock stars or business people. And the people that I grew, I grew up with, people, a lot of us have killed it. And we were like, oh, he would never be the one that mm-hmm. wouldn't do anything. And it's just like, you know, he's, he doesn't do it, he's sober. But he's just not going out there and get, getting after life like he should. Like, I know he can. And uh, I'm like, hey, let me give you a ceremony. Let me help you through this. Let me, let me, one of my best friends, like, let, please let me do this. I know I can help you get over this hump. Because <clears throat> it's just things that are holding you back. Mm-hmm. And no, if I do that, I'll, I'll be at the bar, you know, doing coke and, and drinking, like, right away or taking pills or whatever. <clears throat> and I'm like, excuse me? Like, you're a fucking adult. Like, I, I even said this to another person. Like, you have a kid. You have a new baby and a wife and a good job. And you're, like, shame on you for saying that. You need to change the way you talk about yourself. Because, you know, the neurolinguistic program is a big, big, big deal. Mm-hmm. It's a real thing. You know, Tony Robbins and all those guys. What you tell yourself. The stories you tell yourself. You know, they're, they're huge. And... Uh, I know that I can, I can help people in within addiction because I've done it myself. 
Mm-hmm. And there's tons of people that are doing it. <clears throat> it's not as frowned upon as it was. Um, a lot of people are coming around to it, ayahuasca and mushrooms uh, within the psychedelic community. Even even THC. THC can be highly psychedelic if it's ingested properly, even orally, uh, through your stomach and creating a, a different chemical. Mm-hmm. A low hydroxy metabolite <clears throat> is very psychedelic. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, it's like I there's so many people out there I know I can help. You know, and it's just it's just gonna take time. You know, because again, the pollination effect. They see celebrities and you know people like uh, uh, Dr. Sanjay Gupta. I'm sure he'll get onto psilocybin very quickly. You know, I was uh, there's some. I'll tell you off camera some things that are lined up in my life that are uh, before the Corona happened are fucking incredible. I, I'm the world's first psychedelic integration coach for sports. That 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 which is insane. That's public. And, you know, some some larger outlets, some very big outlets are reaching out, going like, hey, what are you, we've heard about you. And then I see, you know, like when I post a thing about John, some celebrity types and athletes that are reaching out going, and sure, they're my friends or people I, I know through Instagram or I've met on certain occasions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, they're, they, they're like, yeah, I see what you're doing. It's really fucking cool, man. It's really, really cool. I, I, when I'm in California or, or next time I see you, let's, uh, I want to, I want to talk about it. And they, it's the things they want the information, like that they're, everyone is asking the questions and that, that's, that's the first part, man. Everyone has to ask themselves these questions. Look at the world. I mean, look how, look what happened with pollution. Once we stop driving, yeah, stop running everything. I mean, the pollution, dude, that, that makes me so happy. Oh my God. <clears throat> and, uh, how are we gonna? How are we gonna fix this? You know, I mean, my friend owns a solar company. I'm trying to help her work on that a little bit, just because I had to do a lot of shit. You know, it's a good way to make money from home. Uh, and you know, sustainable energy is really, really, really important. We need that stuff. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to go off grid, like I was saying earlier. I, I'm looking at a few different properties out here in Orange County that are out in like the far back regions of Orange County. Mm-hmm. Uh, One's 40 acres, one's 18 acres, and I'm, I'm going to build a little ranch. I mean, they're, they're zoned for agriculture. Uh, they are, I mean, incredible spots, and also have a plant medicine church. I'm looking to get a, become a reverend at this my friend's plant medicine church, um, so I have legitimacy, you know, more legitimacy in my life. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, you know, I don't want anyone to think that I'm doing this, you know, with any sort of negative intent. Uh, but you know, then we can have we can give ceremony out of our, our place. You know, have like a, a a yurt community out there. Live in yurts. I don't care. Maybe we should watch your yurts. They're sick. <laughs> uh, or like some something interesting. You know, a, a shipping container house or um, yurts or dome houses or just like some cool thing out there. That's that's not. You can build a sustainable living. We live in Orange County. You know, there's nothing that happens out here. There's a lot of been a lot of rain this last couple of weeks. Like okay, it's fine. Uh, the, the the river's flooded to the property. Mm-hmm. The river's hunting, you know, like, so you don't drive across the river. Well, I've got animals out here. I've got food, vegetables. I've got, you know, electricity. I've got solar. Uh, my Tesla truck is fine. <laughs> you know, like, it's that sort of thing. It's like we're, we're, we're right outside of civilization, but I want to be off grid. And yeah, I'm going to give a, I'm going to give a big shout out. It's actually one of the guys I've, I've trained with before. I've watched fight uh, locally. His name's uh, <laughs> David Kraft. And he's building a shipping container home. 
and doing as much to be as sustainable as possible. And I really, really think that's something we need to look into. And I think the word normal should disappear after all this goes away because nothing will ever be normal again. We need to look at things differently. People are going to change careers. People are going to change lifestyles. You know, people are going to move. Like you said, you know, maybe a lot more people will move off the grid. And then maybe that might not be such a bad thing. Dude, I, I see my friends that do it now. My one buddy is a shaman. He does. He knows nothing of the outside world. <laughs> he doesn't know what like HBO is. <laughs> like, seriously. He hey, I'm not paying that. for that sponsorship. <laughs> like, he hasn't done. He hasn't like had a, been part of social media. Well, I mean, he, the thing is, he has social media, but he. He just posts through, like, I don't know, through a computer, I think. I don't know. He doesn't have, like, a little thing. He a flip phone. <laughs> you know? <laughs> he just takes calls, goes out in the wilderness, does all these wilding, wilding sessions with people and ceremony and all this crazy cool shit. And, uh, you know, I, I just want to be off grid. Like, I would love to be able to helicopter into my property. <laughs> I'm not there financially yet. But, we'll, uh, we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and to wrap everything up, um, you know, I love what you're doing. You know, I may not understand everything, and I think most people who are going to listen to this are probably going to think the same thing. You know, there's going to be a lot of people. I am crazy, so it's okay. You can say that yourself. A little bit. I am totally fucking crazy, but uh, I'm onto something. You guys will see. Just wait or ask questions. That's all I ask, actually. Ask a lot of questions. Yeah. And don't be afraid. Just don't talk shit, but ask questions. Or if you're going to talk shit, make it funny. We'll talk about the websites, you know, where people can find more information about the you know, the things that you're doing, you know, obviously your social media, everything. Uh, my social media is Uncle Creepy MMA. But my new coaching platform is going to be the McCall Method. <coughs> so the McCall Method.com, the McCall Method on social media, all over. Um, and also uh, check out decrimca.org. And they are the decriminalization effort for psilocybin in California. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's so much information in their links. There's their links that they have there, studies and other websites to see. And you know, whether it's uh, the Beckley Foundation or you know stuff from Johns Hopkins or uh, there's just tons of really good information there. Then you can also go to unlimitedsciences.com. And see what we're doing over there. Uh, I'm really, really proud to be working with the guys like Rashad Evans, Del Jolly over there. Uh, you know, we're gonna change. We're gonna change the world, or we're gonna start with sports because that's just who we are. We're athletes, and we have this direct connection where we can, we can. And just watch. This is gonna change. This is gonna change a lot of people, and it's gonna help a lot of people. You know, it's gonna change. I, I, to change a collective consciousness is the goal. Um, and it's going to be hard, but, you know, if, if we can slowly do it, I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight or even in my lifetime, but if I can start to get that ball rolling, then, okay, that's good, man. I like it. I, I, this is my calling in life, and I'm, I'm doing it. 
I don't do really well. Not, not, not to brag or anything, but uh, you know, it feels it feels good to have to to get recognition for what I do. Mm. Because well, you know, I work my ass off and I don't ask for it. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm not like starving for it, but dude, it feels really nice to have people come to you and go look at like I see what you're doing and it's great. Thank you. Don't stop, please. I'm like I'm, I wasn't gonna stop anyways, but thanks for adding a little fuel to the fire. Yeah, but the the recognition and the you know the validation. Yeah. The word I'm looking for is is really it's not something you need, but it's something we all crave as human beings. Like it's just there. I'm still an attention giver. So. Well, yeah, I mean <laughs> that'll never change. So as far as the episode goes, thanks a lot for joining us. We'll definitely stick around for those uh, extra bits. But Ian McCall, I appreciate it, brother. Yes, shaman me. Thank you, sir.